Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a columnist. I don't believe what I just saw! You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. So what about that? You know, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are, you know, in broadcast. What about a talk show host? This is In the Booth. Talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. With Matt Park. Hi, everybody, and welcome. In the Booth on a game day Wednesday. My sister's birthday today, too, so happy birthday to Mary. Uh, coming in on two wheels, straight off... Uh, that was a networking lunch there. I was doing some homework. Spent some time with the uh, Louisville radio broadcast crew over a uh, plate of pork down the street and uh, talking ball. And, Polly, do you think they noticed that during the whole lunch I had the tag from the dry cleaner on my sweater? Don't think Sh- they did. Should I be embarrassed by that? No, it means you clean your clothes. Should I be embarrassed that it just took me how long it did to get <laughs> that, it off? That was, that's a little more embarrassing. All right, well, good. Well, we're ready to roll. And a good visit uh, down the street with uh, Paul Rogers and Jody Demling, who are going to handle the uh, Louisville radio call tonight. We'll probably have Paul on the pregame show. We'll be on the air in TK99 at uh, 5.30 tonight, leading toward a 7 o'clock start. We were talking a lot about this idea of consistency, and can a team be consistent anyway? And what are you, and what are you talking about? Uh, the example I used last week is, you know, in rock, paper, scissors, there's fans of scissors. Scissors is awfully consistent. They always beat paper and they always lose to rock. Is that what you're looking for? And in college sports, you're probably not going to have a great deal of consistency. Syracuse is potentially, you know, I think the fans want to say, well, this is an inconsistent team. They're awfully capable. They've got a big range. They're capable of winning at number one. They're capable of losing at home to Old Dominion. And... There's different times, there's different styles of play, there's home and road, there's streaks, there's personalities, there's a lot of different things that go into the mix to determine uh, just what a team is. And I don't know that outside of the top handful of teams that there's any real degree of consistency. Do we know for sure what we're going to get tonight? I think I think Tyus Battle has shown he's consistent enough that he's not going to have seven points in back-to-back games. I think you can put him down for 12 or 15 at minimum and maybe a great deal more than that. He's not going to consistently score 30, if that's what you're asking about. But is Frank Howard going to come back after scoring 21 points in the last game? Frank Howard in the last game had no assists and four turnovers. That's not good. That's not representative of what he's done by and large over the course of his uh, career. But we'll see what he comes back with, consistent or otherwise, uh, here tonight. Here's a thought from Coach Beheim. Uh, you'll hear our extended visit with him at the McDonald's shoot-around on the pregame tonight. But we asked him, is consistency even something that is achievable or is a goal for a team? Great players are consistent. Uh, you know, good players uh, are up and down a little bit. Uh, teams with great players are consistent. Teams that are just pretty good teams in college basketball today are up and down. They can have a, uh, some great games. They can have some okay games. They can be off sometimes. I think that's more of what college basketball is right now if you're not a top 
10 team, top really top six, seven, eight team. Uh, there's going to be a lot of inconsistencies, and uh, our team has been inconsistent. We're not a top 10, 20 team, but we're a good team. And uh, some nights we're really good, but we have not shot the ball on a consistent basis this year. I think our defense has been pretty good, solid overall, but uh, our defense uh, has, has been there, but our offense just, uh, I don't think, has been solid all year. It's, we really have struggled. The games that we've shot well, even on the road, you know, whether it was Notre Dame or Duke or Ohio State or uh, Pittsburgh, those are not easy. You know, obviously two of those places are real tough to play, and the other two are difficult teams at home. When we shot the ball well in those places, you know, we won. You know, uh, uh, three of those games were by 9, 10, 12 points. Uh, but, you know, it's it, our shooting has, has definitely been inconsistent this year. And that's for sure. The Orange are coming off uh, their poorest shooting game, really, by any measure. They made only half of their free throws at NC State a week ago. They made only five three-pointers. I know that in terms of consistency, bouncing back or regressing toward the mean, they're going to shoot better in this game tonight against a good Louisville team. Louisville is uh, a half game ahead of Syracuse in the uh, conference standings. They're 9-4 and four in the league. Syracuse 8-4. and four. This is a big one tonight. Huge one on Saturday against Duke, of course, in terms of the fan enthusiasm, the sellout, the ESPN College game day, all of those things. But in terms of which game is more winnable, which game has more to say about uh, how a team progresses toward the postseason, tonight is a monster game, and uh, don't think otherwise. Just getting started here on In the Booth, brought to you by CH Insurance, also Burdick Lexus. Uh, welcome aboard to uh, Burdick Lexus as a new sponsor on the show. All week this week, we are doing pick six for Jason Aldean tickets. Aldean uh, coming to the AMP May 19th, so get ready to call us for that at the uh, second half of the show, beginning around 2.30. We'll need you at uh, 4 ESPN 44. That's 315-437-7644. Pick six for a pair of tickets to uh, Jason Aldean. So that's a good deal. So we'll have some uh, categories there for uh, people to be involved in. Seth Greenberg of ESPN will join us uh, after an upcoming timeout to talk about ESPN's College Game Day show, that uh, traveling road show. I've been to uh, some of the great venues in college basketball this year and will come to the Carrier Dome for their 11-12 to uh, program on Saturday. And uh, we'll tell you how people can get involved in that. So that gets us going. But a big one tonight, Paul. you got to have the game day juices flowing. I am. I think this is the most important game of the rest of the season. Sure. In terms of it being a hinge game, I could see that. It, the home game against Virginia and Duke, the road game against Carolina, are all tougher to win than tonight's game. The game at Wake Forest is easier to win, but isn't going to do a ton for you other than it's a road win. And it's expected. You can't lose that game. Yeah. And the game at Clemson is a real toss-up like this one is, but it's on the road. And uh, I think Syracuse is a better team than Clemson, but Clemson has come on uh, better in the second half of the year, et cetera. Uh, This one's right there in front of you. It's at home. It allows you to build some momentum into Saturday and all that that entails. So uh, this is a big one here tonight, the Orange and Louisville starting at 7. Louisville still has Virginia twice to play this year. They've lost seven in a row against uh, Virginia, and they've got them uh, two more times before the uh, the year is out. This is a Louisville team under Chris Mack. He's made some changes. They were caught up in the Adidas uh, mess there. Obviously, Rick Pitino 
uh, in his own mess, and he's uh, moved on down the road. And uh, Chris Mack now has uh, settled things. And by all accounts, just talking again with the, the Louisville guys over some pig, um, they've got two new coaches there, and they feel really good about both. Chris Mack, who was very successful for a nine-year run at Xavier and has come over uh, to Louisville. And then uh, Scott Satterfield, who's their new uh, football coach, had been very successful at Appalachian State. They whiffed on Jeff Brom. That didn't uh, quite work out. And uh, Satterfield has them stabilized a little bit and uh, they think headed in the right direction. Scott Satterfield, their new football coach, Polly, no cussing rule. Cannot swear on his team. That seems impossible. He pretty much. Can you imagine that? Going from what they had. 100, to 100 guys on a football team. And I don't know what the punishment, I don't know if it's push-ups or what, but there's most people wouldn't get through the day if that was uh, their standard. Uh, either that or they'd ha- They'd be jacked. They'd you know be doing 400 push-ups a day. <laughs> I would have to do 1,000. Four, 400 bleeping push-ups a day. Uh, okay, let's get a break here. We'll come back with uh, Seth Greenberg and then tickets to uh, give away Jason Aldean later in the uh, show today. Good to have you along with us. It's In the Booth on ESPN Radio. Do we care? Interesting. I doubt it. No, wait. The other thing. Tedious. But we will do this segment anyway. Don't care anymore. Don't care no more. A little out of order here with uh, Seth Greenberg from uh, ESPN. He's called away to do a ESPN uh, appearance here right away. And so we'll have him on the uh, back end of the show. And Polly's got some items for us. Pick six coming up in just a moment. So get set to call us a pair of uh, Jason Aldean tickets for a May show out at the Amp coming up for you, 437-7644-ESPN44. Get you on the program. I wonder what he could be talking about. There's only a game, Duke, North Carolina, right. and the tickets are going for $2,500, the cheapest one. That's Super Bowl level of prices for tickets to this game. Yeah, very cool. You've got a uh, arena with a very small capacity at uh, 9,000 seats. and I saw somebody trying to get into the shouldn't student athletes be paid argument based on this i mean this Was money it a is a former player no the uh, one i saw I mean, i'm sure there's probably other people I getting saw into a, it. a former syracuse player say the same thing yeah that money the twenty five hundred dollars you're talking about is not payable to duke at this yeah. point we're talking about the secondary ticket market and uh that's not how it works so that's a discussion for another time but because uh, i think people are trying to say well look how big a draw zion is he should be getting part of that Okay, that's maybe a, a separate conversation, but yeah, he's a he's a big draw. Duke Carolina, even apart from Zion, is a big draw. But uh, right now, it's a very big deal. This uh, Duke is the odds-on favorite at this point to be the national champion, and they're home for uh, a big rivalry game, first of two this year with those two. Yeah, and team professional teams don't get the money from StubHub and <laughs> other scalpers. No, I mean, those tickets have been sold. Yes. All right. Hold on to the paper, Polly. MLB has uh, come up with new rules to ban uh, sign stealing, and I think I found my future job. Just sitting there? There is a man who will monitor the coach who watches the replays to see that he's not stealing signs in the locker room. The all games, Can I just pause this? Yeah. They're not banning sign stealing. They're banning the, electronic the, usage. They're, they're trying to prevent it, yes. Yeah. Uh, you're no longer allowed to have cameras of your own on the fence. There's an eight-second delay on all televisions in the stadiums, and uh, no televisions permitted in the tunnels or auxiliary rooms between the dugout and the clubhouse. Now, would your role be the one whose job it is to... I'm going to watch the guy who watches the TV. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm for this. 
sign stealing should be legal within the parameters that Connie Mack could do it or anybody else in the history of the game could do it. If you can sit in your dugout and decipher the signs that the manager, third base coach, bench coach, infield coordinator, whatever, are signaling, then more power to you. That's part of gamesmanship. Uh, that's why we have signs. If if it weren't for that, if there were no deception or uh, intent to keep that discreet, you would just say fastball and mm-hmm. just throw it, right? I mean, so part of that should be allowed. And also, like, you know, the guy leading off of second base, he's been attempting to steal signs for the entire history of the game. There's also consequences for doing it. Are, are you willing to take one in the ear hole for doing it? Are you willing to guess at signs or think you have it and be wrong and give your teammate uh, incorrect information? But what this is doing is keeping uh, the Blue Jays from having a dude in the hotel watching the game on a you know with a camera or binoculars or whatever and signaling into the dugout uh, what pitch is coming or, or those types of things. That, to me, has always been over the line, uh, the technological aspect of it. Uh, it doesn't. I wouldn't think it takes quite as much skill to uh, decipher signs and steal signs if you've got uh, the capability of video. So that's gone. The New York Yankees are favorites to make the World Series out of Vegas, uh, along with the Houston Astros, six to one odds. While the Red Sox and Dodgers have seven to one odds. Well, the Yankees and Astros aren't going to both make the World Series, but uh, yeah, I would say the Yankees got to be right there. I mean, the American League is loaded again. Yankees, Red Sox, Astros. All should be very good. And Pod, the Padres have gone up from a total of 76 wins in Vegas to 78 wins. <laughs> that, with that's Manny where it's Machado at uh, Manny Machado expenditure. $300 million promised to one guy to maybe win three more games <laughs> this year. That's awesome. And uh, finally, do you remember the show The Banana Splits? Oh, I was hoping this was going to be about ice cream. It's being rebooted. From you, do you remember no. the show? It's a seventies, eighties show where there was like it was a kid show, and the, now the characters from the kid shows are murderers. So they've made it from a kid show to an adult show where these stuffed animals go around killing people. So nothing. that does nothing for me. You don't remember the banana splits? No. And after the lunch I just had, I'm I'm not really hungry for a banana split, which wouldn't be my go-to dessert. Anyway, but I do like ice cream while we're on that topic. Wow, I think we really killed it there. All right, you can join us uh, for pick six. We'll do that in a moment. We can maybe throw desserts in as a category. Your television watching habits, Polly, I think are um, I think I'm just peculiar older than at you. best. Well, you are older than me. And, uh, yeah, doesn't doesn't ring a bell. There's like these giant dogs and fluffy creatures okay more to come pick six get us on the phone here 315-437-7644 ESPN 44 pair of tickets to the Jason Aldean show at the AMP next month coming up we'll have that for you in pick six in just a bit Seth Greenberg uh, pushed to the uh, tail end of the program here talking Syracuse basketball as well as Carolina Duke etc a little bit uh, later good to have you along with us in the booth brought to you as always by CH Insurance and Burdick Lexus. This is ESPN Radio. This is In the Booth, presented by CH Insurance. In your corner. Welcome back, everybody. We are in the booth. Once Polly hits all those buttons in the appropriate order, we'll we'll, we'll still be in the booth, but uh, now you can actually hear us that we're in the booth. 
I can't see the two microphones behind the monitor, so I don't know which one he was on. So he's on four. Right. Because they move from yeah. day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're right can, next to each other. You can join us by phone at uh, 315-437-7644. That's 4 ESPN 44. We'd like to line up the contestants for pick six. Jason Aldean tickets. Uh, Rick Diulio is with us. He is our uh, resident music expert. I'll throw in a four-pack of tickets to the women's uh, Notre Dame game, too. Beautiful. Feeling crazy. Cool. Awesome, like wild Santa and crazy. Paul. So that's a nice, uh, nice pick. Jason Aldean is not probably right in your wheelhouse, though, Rick. Am I right? No, but I, I respect him. He's a yeah. heck of a guitar player, uh, so I have a lot of respect for him. Duke yeah. UNC tickets going for twenty five hundred dollars. Rick, is there a band you would see for twenty five hundred dollars? Uh, if Queen got back together, if Pink Floyd got back together, yes, but those are impossible. You know what's funny? Uh, Golik and Wingo did that on uh, Twitter this morning. They put that out like, "What event in history would you pay twenty five hundred?" Of course, in history, if you know how they've turned out, right? There's all kinds of events you'd pay right, twenty five hundred yeah. for. And uh, some of those that popped out, I was surprised. And I'm not the music guy that you are, but Queen at Live Aid came oh, out yeah. several times. Oh, absolutely. And uh, Led Zeppelin reunion. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I mean, that, there was only you know, 2009. There were only about forty thousand tickets available for that. And people, Amazing. all millions of requests for those tickets. So yeah, I can see that. Woodstock. Woodstock, yeah. If you want to be in the mud and <laughs> you know, be stuck in traffic for a couple days, I mean, yeah, that, that, I, I naked and stoned, they should pay you. <laughs> <laughs> I would go Boingo Boingo farewell uh, concert. Oh my god! Of course, you set your money on fire. Uh, all right, we have uh, we have actual radio listeners that uh, want to take part call. in this game. Hold on. So we've got this uh, deal called Pick Six. Rick is our uh, resident referee, historian, uh, really a, a stand-up guy that we bring in to uh, adjudicate our little contest here. We get a caller on the line. We throw a category at them, and uh, 30 seconds. If they name six in the category, they are a winner. Everybody got that? Dave in Pulaski. All right. Going all the way to Pulaski to pick up Dave. Hello, Dave. How are you? Doing yourself, sir. Good. Thank you. You got a feel for uh, what we're trying to do here? You get the game? Yes, sir. All right. We need a number between one and six, Dave and Pulaski. Let's do three. Category three. All right. This one, uh, kind of the sister category to one we had yesterday. I think it's relatively easy as I try to uh, call up all the correct answers here. This is not the dunk contest, but the three-point contest. Dave, we need you to name... Six winners in history of the. Uh, I'm stalling to get it up here because I could name a few myself, but I need to. I need to have actual verification. The NBA. We're gonna ditch out of that. We can't. We can't go there right now. Why? You got it. You huh? think you have it? NBA. I don't know. Three All right, here we go. Point. I got it. I got it. Here right. we go. We need six winners, Dave, of the uh, NBA's All Star. Three-point contest in history. When you're ready. All right. I'm going to go Steph Curry. Yep. Reggie Miller. Nope. Oh, wow. Um, trying to think of really good three-point shooters. Go older. Um, wow. So. One was a ceremonial inclusion in the All-Star game this year? I didn't get a chance to watch the All-Star Steph game Curry's this year. Steph Curry's teammate? Oh, let's see. Steph Curry's teammate's a good hint. Two LeBron oh, teammates. Uh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, no. Kyle, uh, don't play Thompson. Another teammate of his. It's, um, yeah. How about Clay you're Thompson? Well, the, 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 the thing Clay is, Thompson? though, Dave, is that 
horn at the end is really the issue. So uh, just like the uh, three-point contest, there is a time limit. He missed so, the money uh, ball. Yeah, so you're off uh, Jeff You're off for now, but we uh, encourage you to try again. We'll be back with uh, pick six each of the next uh, two days. Jeff Hornacek, my favorite three-point shootout winner, went back-to-back, I believe. And there you go. All right, uh, that category off the board. So uh, next up, Polly is? Who do you think? Uh, Wayne in the truck. <laughs> is that right? Is that... Wayne, yeah, you're like yep, the uh, yeah, you got me. you're the Ken Jennings of uh, Pick Six. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Ken Jones. <laughs> you, you, you are a regular uh, participant. Wayne was a close call, not a winner uh, on the show yesterday. Uh, Wayne, you know the deal. Give me a number between uh, one and six, not three. Let's go to one. One. Yeah. All right, Wayne. <laughs> Once and for all, Wayne, we're going to bring it home. You ready? Yeah. Say it with me. You know the category, Wayne. Yeah. Number one today is. Places Dino Babers coach before Syracuse. All right, 30 seconds on the clock for Wayne in the truck. Here we go. Let's go Eastern Illinois, Bowling Green, Tennessee, Oregon, Baylor, Texas, UCLA, Three, Texas A&M. Four, five. Uh, Hawaii. Six. Oh, well, oh my God. Oh. Lord have mercy. Oh About time, huh? God bless America. <laughs> Wayne has finally retired one of the easiest oh, categories I'm on the board. Missed that category when oh. it's gone. Time Wayne, to spare. And for Coach Babers, we we weep for all the people that have made no. an effort at that before. There's a wasteland of bodies from that. Wayne, absolutely. Wayne just blew right by no, all that roadkill. And crushed it. Now we got too much time to kill. Well, do we have, do we have anything else to give away? Because we do have a couple other fun categories. Uh, yeah, we'll do another four pack of tickets to the women's game. Okay, that's huge. Hold on, Wayne. All right, Wayne, hang on. Let's uh, go to Chris in Liverpool. Well, oh, Chris doesn't want <laughs> to play. Chris was not enticed. Nope. We can offer something. We can come up with a prize. Well, we just g- generic radio prize pack. Chris had all the Dino Babers. Yeah, he was he was ready, ready to go. go. Yeah. He was locked in on that one. Yeah. What would what would your event be? For did we did you? Oh, see? there's a lot of them. I, mean, I was looking at other people's lists to kind of jog my memory. But to me, I'm a I love history or fairly recent history. I would the Miracle on Ice game oh, in God, 1980. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I mean, that, that would be my dad was fantastic. There. Um, you know, any sort of big Yankee moment uh, over time. Uh, I think I'd go to the Immaculate Reception. Yeah, though I mean, again, if you know what's going to happen and you can pick I, and choose, but I mean, would I? I would pay twenty five hundred dollars cash to do um, definitely the Masters. I was about to say the Kentucky Derby, but I don't know. That's a lot of dough for uh, a two minute race of horses that you may or may not be able to see. I, I don't know. How about you had not been, this is a fun one, you had not been at the 2003 National Championship game. If you had the opportunity to go back now as a fan and see it, would you do it? Yeah, I, th- I thought of that one. was fortunate to have uh, actually been there. I was thinking about, well, what about 87? What about, you know, um, some of those other, I mean, I just think they're great experiences. That's what I enjoy about sports. I enjoy going to these things and, and having the experiences. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of great ones out there. But $2,500 really, I mean, I don't mean to make it sound like it's not a lot of money because it is, but in, you're talking about like an all-time historical moment, particularly going back in time if you know it's something historical. Well, that, it's not really that much that much money, right? I mean, people people throw that kind of money around for their vacations and stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. 
Not that I'm one who vacations. But that's five that grand if you have, like, I don't have friends, yeah. so it would just be me going. But. Well, you're not going solo, right? <laughs> it's five grand. Would, would you no, then? No, he would. You'd bitch about he the would. Oh, my Polly God. would go, go solo yes, and bitch about would. the popcorn, yes. the $10 yes. on top of the, yeah. the, the 2500 yeah. In a second. If they reunited, I I would be on a plane with And you would be the hours. only one there. I you would not. If, that, if right? Oingo Boingo walked into this tiny little studio and started a concert right now, I would not even know who they were or. I would I have zero I, appreciation I, for They're it. actually playing rooms this size <laughs> right, right, right now. Right. They're say. not yeah. together anymore, Smarty. <laughs> they're currently working the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in uh, Sandusky, Ohio. Yeah, you'll see them at a mobile somewhere. <laughs> boingo, boingo. Uh, I did like the category uh, that Danny came up with for uh, after your banana split comment. Can we name six Ben and Jerry flavors? Chunky Monkey, mm-hmm. Cherry Garcia. That's my go-to. Uh, that's the only two. Oh, that's a tough one. What's the hubby one? Chubby Hubby? Chubby Hubby. That's a tough one. Uh, moose Tracks or something. There's the one with the... Um, uh, it's the take, not on Days, then Confused, but it's not, yeah. you know, it's for the people with the wacky tobacco. Oh, that's tough. Wow. There's a lot of good ones, though. I they're used to they're eat clever the, folks up there. I used to eat the peanut butter cup the- one. Chocolate fudge brownie. That's not there. very creative. That's not that's not creative at all. But. Vanilla bean. <laughs> but I broke a tooth on a on a peanut butter cup on a pint of Ben and Jerry's, and so now I don't do the frozen treats in the ice cream anymore. Oh yeah, I think that's a temperature control situation. I think for your optimal ice cream consumption, you're letting it get a little melty. Yeah, I agree with that. Go with the cookie dough from now on. Cookie dough is a tremendous innovation in ice cream. Nice and soft. Finding a dentist on a Sunday with a Reese's (laughs) peanut butter cup (laughs) lodged into your gums is not a fun day. That's kind of gross. Yeah. All right, there's a game tonight, right? Big one. Looking forward to to that. Then the Duke game on Saturday. We're going to have Seth Greenberg on here in a moment to to talk about the game. I just want to lay out clearly here the game day situation. First of all, our friend Matt Rowe, he'll uh, have the State Farm uh, game day bus out at Press Room Pub. Was just at uh, Press Room myself a little earlier today. And uh, there two lunches there? No, I parked at Press Room. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Press Room has great parking, big enough for the uh, State Farm bus. You can put that there. And uh, they'll have frivolity and fun and games for people of all ages, uh, courtesy of Matt Rose uh, State Farm, 3 to 6. Brent Axe will do his show there tomorrow and uh, looking forward to the uh, State Farm bus situation. Then the actual game day, the students are going to camp out. Let the students uh, do their thing. They'll be out there uh, after tonight's game getting in line and getting ready. And uh, the primary focus for setting up the uh, game day set, of course, on Saturday will be the students. But the general public can come in beginning at 9.30 a.m., gates A, B, and C. The uh, ESPN guys will do uh, various live hits prior to their show starting, but then they do a show from uh, 11 to noon, and of course the game is at uh, 6 o'clock. We'll have uh, Seth Greenberg from the game day crew in just a moment. And if you're done there, you can come on down to the Orange Out at Destiny USA. Meet uh, SU basketball legends Derek Coleman, Sherman Douglas, Billy Owens, John Wallace, Lawrence Moten, Roosevelt Bowie, Tom Thomas, and Todd Bergen. And if you don't have tickets to the game, you can stick around for a huge watch party in the canyon for the SU Duke That'll be game. fun. Yeah. Wonder if a radio station associated with the game could have a listen party. Wonder if that's been been thought about. Pathfinder Bank. Good people there, Pathfinder. Okay, break here. Back with uh, Seth Greenberg talking hoops tonight. Not only Syracuse and Louisville, but 
Duke Carolina. We'll hit it with uh, the former Virginia Tech head coach and now ESPN analyst in just a moment. We are in the booth, brought to you by Burdick Lexus and CH Insurance on ESPN Radio. is In the Booth, presented by CH Insurance, in your corner. Stretch run of the program here as we join you in the booth. Good to have you along with us heading into a big night at the Dome, big week at the Dome as well. Orange and Louisville tonight, certainly the Duke game Saturday night at 6, ESPN College game day coming in as well. And a member of that uh, fine cast is our friend uh, Seth Greenberg, who joins us uh, from ESPN. Hello, Seth. How are you? What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, thought we would chat like a little. I to be a member of a cast. I always going to yeah. be a member of a cast. Well, you're, you get your paycheck from Disney. Isn't that what they call it there? Exactly. The cast members? I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm probably at the Disney. I'm, 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 not, I'm not the rodent yet. I'm There's not, plenty I'm not of goofy. Somewhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> plenty exactly. of goofy involved uh, up and down uh, the, the portfolio there. So uh, we appreciate the, the time here. I know you got a lot going on. Um First with game day, it's the first time it's been here at the Dome in a number of years, and maybe you can kind of give us the latest on what everybody should expect here. I know you've been having a lot of fun this season. It's been a blast. Our crowds have been absolutely incredible. So, like, Syracuse, you're on the clock. I mean, we've had Memorial Coliseum at, you know, Kentucky. We've had Rep Arena. We've had uh, the Izone and, and, and the Breslin Center. I mean, we, every place we've, we've attended, it's been absolutely terrific. Tonight we're actually in Kayville. Uh, outdoors in the rain, uh, in front of the, uh, you know the camera crazy. So, look, it, it, it's it, it, the whole key is you know people need to come. The signs are important. Uh, participate, you know, really, really kind of embrace it. We have fun with the crowds. We might be doing a Q and A before the show. We do a lot of different things to interact with the crowd, and uh, the show is only as good as the crowd. It really is because it's like anything else for a big game. The crowd energizes you, and uh, you know Coach Beheim's going to come out, I think, and enjoy the show. And uh, we've got a, a bunch of fun elements, but uh, we're excited. I mean, to be in the dome, it's it's going to be a blast, and then to be part of hopefully history with the largest crowd in the history of college basketball that evening will be uh, just as much fun. Yeah, I can't wait. Except there's a big game ahead of that that we'll uh, get your thoughts here on in just a bit. But historically on game day, Coach Beheim has been uh, giving of his time. A lot of the home coaches, I know Coach Cal was on the show here in recent weeks, and uh, Julie Beheim you know uh, participates. Beheim. Coach Beheim wants the microphone. Yes, I he mean, does. Yes, he does. I mean, and one thing about him, it won't be a short answer. It'll be a long <laughs> that's, answer. That's a fact. And uh, Julie Beheim and uh, Reese Davis go back uh, to their Alabama days for, for quite a while. And so there's a lot of good uh, energy there. And uh, with you and Jay Billis and Jay Williams, uh, lots of good people. And, and we're looking forward to hosting it. The Dome is such a different venue, though, than what it's been. We were just kind of given before you came on, Seth, the the procedure that the students will kind of do their thing and, and camp out overnight and, and make their way in, and there'll be thousands of students. And then the, the townies can come in, uh, gates A, B, and C, beginning at 9.30 on uh, Saturday. But you'll you'll put the set on the court, right? So then I think they're going to probably put the students in the, the seats there behind the scores table and, and really try to create a good visual for everybody. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, our directors do a great job with that in terms of, you know, basically – setting the stage and the scene. But, you know, the students being there, participating, great signs and all that are are just a big part of it. uh, You know, it's kind of a homecoming for a lot of us because obviously John Wildhack, uh, 
he hired about all of us. <laughs> uh, gave you know gave me my first opportunity at at ESPN, and uh, obviously we're all appreciative for him. And we're so appreciative, we're going to let him take us out to dinner. So how about that? that? Well, everybody wins. Uh, we yeah, had our exactly. friend uh, Matt Rowe on yesterday, and Matt's uh, now in his his real job as a State Farm agent. So it's a State Farm game day. He's going to have the bus out uh, here at the local sports bar down the street so i know he's excited and, and hopefully he can get a half court oh, shot that. to go in I, well, I, we should have let him shoot the shot he'd make it <laughs> that's right and he had a run of those from what i understand like four weeks in a row it's gone in so hopefully oh, well, yeah and then every time we go to virginia they make it they made it four in a row and obviously last week they made it so we're on a we're on a little bit of a roll right now giving away uh, state farms money i like it now where were you uh in 1983 when pearl washington made his uh, half-court shot to beat Boston College at the buzzer. I was What about 84, uh, actually, now that I think of it? 84, I was an assistant coach of Virginia. Okay. Because yeah. what I'm Love hoping is that somebody part of your production speaks up and says, well, here at Syracuse, you got to shoot it this way, and uh, you know, you got to shoot it and release and just keep running right on into the locker room yeah. like Pearl. Yeah, Pearl is, uh, you know, I, I remember going to LIU, the old LIU gymnasium, and watching Pearl in high school, and... Uh, Still have from the uh, Orange Madness. I still have my pearl shirt. Work wearing all the time to work out. Cool. Uh, the guy was phenomenal. He was. Seth Greenberg's our guest from uh, ESPN. You can follow him on Twitter at uh, Seth on Hoops. Seth, some of the things you were actually putting out there on Twitter, actually, now come to think of it, in the last couple of days, were about how teams approach this point of the season on. For Syracuse, their kind of off weekend just came. It came on the heels of really a dud at NC State last Wednesday and now into these two really important games at home. What do you think are the most important themes for this team right now that needs to bounce back? Well, you know, one thing, coming off the, the off week, you unplug, you, you plug back in and you reboot. You get your energy. I'm sure they had a couple of days off, uh, which is important because you got to get excited about the stretch run of the season. And You know, I call it the dog days because – you know, a lot of times you're through the league a second time, so you have a better intel on how you're going to play, how you're going to play against a certain team, so that's important. Uh, the coaches are tired, the officials are tired, the players are tired, uh, and it becomes a staleness to it. So having next week off, I think, is important. You know, the big look, the, the big thing about Syracuse is like O'Shea Percent rebounding the ball and getting to the rim and finishing around the basket. Uh, you know, obviously, Tyus being aggressive, attacking making plays and Frank Howard giving him that, that third, you know, that third cog. And then you know, what more refreshed, more active in the zone, trying to get deflections and get out of it, you know, so they can get some easy baskets. They need to score easy baskets, whether it's, you know, offensive rebounding or, or deflections out of their defense, uh, because they do at times get stuck offensively. It's just, you know, that's just the numbers bear it out. Transition points are always important. And I saw where Chris Mack had said one of the, chief concerns for him is let's not turn the ball over and help them uh, make those easy baskets. And, 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 and Louisville does turn it over. Yeah. Louisville turns it over. I wouldn't be surprised to see Jim Beheim extend his defense a little bit, press a little bit, show the struggle they had uh, against Duke and, and Duke's pressure. So I think, you know, you're going to see those type of things, uh, you know, especially with a week to practice. I, I, I will be shocked if, if, if Syracuse doesn't extend her defense. Yeah, I, I agree, and they were working a little bit on that in practice yesterday. Seth, what uh, is your observation of the job that Chris Mack has done uh, preseason 11th? Certainly a lot of turmoil at Louisville in, in recent years, and, and he's got him in good shape right now. 
Yeah, they're playing well. I mean, obviously they couldn't finish uh, the Duke game. They played so well in that game. He inherited a pretty good team. You know, Stephen Enoch got eligible. That was huge for them. Uh, you know, in terms of his transfer year, they had uh, sort of some toughness in their lineup. Uh, they installed the pack line defense, which, you know, people say it's so different from what Coach Patino played, but the matchup zone has a lot of pack line principles. Uh, so, I mean, that's positive. Uh, and, and, you know, Jordan War has really emerged as a very good player. He's done a very good job. They've got to find a way to finish out games. They almost gave one away the other night against Clemson just right. by turning it over. They need to take care of the ball. They turned over about 90% of the possessions. That's just not good enough. Four overtime games this year for Louisville. They're one and three in those. They've played a lot of close games, three in a row decided by five points or fewer as they come into the Dome tonight at 7 o'clock. Our pregame on TK99 at 5.30 tonight. Just another minute or so with Seth Greenberg before we turn him loose, and he comes to us tonight from Durham where uh, the number one Blue Devils take on Carolina, the first of two meetings between them this year. And... All this talk, of course, about Zion and the Duke freshmen, and, and they're extraordinary. I know you're high on the Carolina freshmen as well, Seth. Yeah. Excuse me. That's all right. Um, yeah, I, I think they're really good. I think Kobe White runs a little bit of TJ Ford. His explosiveness, his quickness, his ability to change speeds, get downhill, and the Sear Little obviously has been banged up, but he's a, he's a really exciting player. Eventually, he could, he could be a Kawhi Leonard-type player. He's not that way right now because his, his feel for the game is as, as such, but he could be a great defender and extremely athletic. And you know, Then they got Luke May, who you know, at the four is an easier matchup than when he plays five when he can step out and bang threes. But, uh, you know, look, uh, this, is a, this is a Carolina team that can go to the Final Four, and we're not talking about them like that, but you look at, you know, like you got Duke and you got Virginia, maybe Gonzaga, but I mean, whether it's Kentucky, whether it's Michigan, whether it's Tennessee, Carolina's talented enough where they could be a Final Four team. Well, looking forward to seeing how it uh, shakes out tonight, and we will see you and the gang here on the weekend, so have a good time uh, out and about in Central New York. We'll check in on Saturday. If you need anything, let us know, okay? You got it, buddy. Thanks, man. That's uh, Seth Greenberg of uh, ESPN, not to be confused with our own uh, Seth Goldberg. And uh, you can check out Seth made. on Twitter at uh, at Seth on Hoops. Yeah, who who has made that mistake? The, yeah. His press seat was oh, right. labeled Seth Greenberg. What a disappointment! Last, last game was <laughs> wasn't in. Couple this of next years. game, there'll be both a Seth Greenberg and a Seth Goldberg there. Then potentially, that's what you're saying. But I uh, appreciate a little insight there from Seth. Two huge games in the conference tonight: the Orange and Louisville, as well as Duke and Carolina. Show as always is brought to you by CH Insurance as well as uh, Burdick Lexus in Cicero. You can visit them at uh, burdicklexus.com. We're going to get into the signs. I think that'll be fun to talk about the next couple of days. What kind of signs do we expect to see? We're, uh, Syracuse and, uh, and Duke. Ruminate on that a little bit. We can hit it on the show the next uh, two days. Mike Waters in his regular spot tomorrow to uh, look into whatever tonight's storylines uh, are that uh, present themselves, and then uh, Friday we'll get ready for uh, the Orange and Blue Devils round two. Syracuse winning at number one earlier this season. So good stuff. Good job by Wayne in the truck. He crushed in uh, pick six today, and uh, good stuff there. All right, thanks everybody for uh, tuning in. Pre-game show tonight, five thirty on uh, TK ninety nine down the hall. The Orange and Louisville tip it off at seven o'clock for Tommy and Polly and Danny and Ricky. 
I'm Matty saying so long. Thanks for listening. In the booth on ESPN Radio, Syracuse.